We're spending these early days of 2023 examining our church's strategy, gather, grow, and go. We talked about the importance of gathering, and I'm so glad that you're here this morning to gather in corporate worship. I want to encourage you to stay for the next hour to gather in grow groups. And then uh, we started last week thinking about this grow part of our strategy, especially as it relates to our personal walk with the Lord, because we as a church family are only as strong corporately as we are individually. Is that not true? We're only as strong corporately as we are. We're only growing spiritually corporately in a relationship to how we are each growing individually. And God commands us to grow in the nurture and admonition of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The moment we receive Jesus Christ, we become a babe in Christ and we must start growing. God commands us to grow. He expects us to grow. He desires us to grow, to look more and more like Him. Now last Sunday, as we looked at this command, we say that spiritual growth happens by choice, not by chance. We don't naturally drift into the spiritual disciplines. We must be intentional and we must have a plan to grow. And we say we must take responsibility for our own spiritual health and our own spiritual growth. We cannot live in somebody else's world. I mean, we cannot grow because somebody else is growing. We have to grow ourselves as we apply the disciplines. Just as newborns need nourishment to help them grow, so do we. And the Bible is our spiritual food to help us grow. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2 says, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the Word that you may grow thereby. Jerry Bridges wrote, There is absolutely no shortcut to holiness that bypasses or gives little priority to the consistent intake of the Word of God. Did you hear that? There is no shortcut. And you certainly cannot bypass consistent intake of the Word of God. So I want to invite you to turn this morning to Psalms chapter 19, verses 7 through 11. We're going to camp out there for just a moment as we think about biblical intake, grow through biblical intake. And as you're turning, you're going to be marking your Bible, so I want to encourage you to, to take your hard copy out this morning, and a pencil, and be ready to, uh, to follow with me. I meant to say to our guest during the welcome a moment ago, we have food at 1215. So you want to stay for grow groups, and you are welcome to stay and eat with us. This is our spiritual food we're going to be partaking of now. We have spiritual food at 1110, and then we have other food uh, that you will enjoy at about 1215, 1220. So, Psalm 19, verses 7 through 11. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward." As we think about the importance of biblical intake, first of all, recognize the Bible is God's Word. As you read back through 7 through 11, I want to encourage you to underline, of the Lord. Of the Lord. Of the Lord. David repeats this truth six times for emphasis. Scripture is so impactful in our lives because it is God's Word. In the opening verses, David says God reveals Himself through His creation. In this section, David says, the heavens declare the glory 
of the Lord. And then in verses 7 through 11, David says God's Word declares God's work and God's ways. This is, this is God who created all things. This is God who sustains all things. This is God who knows all things and understands all things and who, who takes everything that happens and works everything together for our good and for our glory. Do you remember what 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17 record? All Scripture is given by inspiration. That word inspiration there means God breathed. God through His Holy Spirit breathed this Scripture. It was breathed out by God over a period of about 1,500 years using over 40 writers. Some writers were educated, many were not. Some Scripture was written in the house of a king while some were written in in captivity in a foreign land. Some was written in the wilderness and some uh, written from a prison cell. Different people, different personalities, different locations but all inspired by God. God breathed. Our Baptist faith and message doctrinal statement on the Bible reads, in part, the Holy Bible is written by men inspired and is God's revelation of Himself to man. It is a perfect treasure of divine instruction. It has God for its author, salvation for its end, and truth without any mixture of error for its matter. Therefore, all Scripture is totally true and trustworthy. Let me ask this question. Why is it so important to absorb and immerse ourselves and to benefit from from God's nourishment, from this nourishment, from the Bible's nourishment consistently? We've already said 1 Peter 2, verse 2 says, so that we may grow thereby. But not only that, as Brett McCracken said, when when we read the Bible, we are encountering God Himself. Because this is His Word. And if we will open this Word consistently, we meet God through His Word and He speaks to us. If we want to hear from God, then we need to read the Word of God, don't we? What do you you want? Do you want to encounter God this year? You want to hear from God? Is there something going on in your life and you need an answer, you need some insight, you you need a spiritual Word? It's right here. But not only that, second, benefit from the impact of God's Word. What does God's Word do for our lives? What does God's Word do for us? Well, notice, first of all, six different names for the Word of God. This is where you take your pencil and pen and underline as as we go. Notice what he says in verse 7. The law of the Lord. Verse 7, second part. The testimony of the Lord. The statutes of the Lord. The commandment of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. The judgments of the Lord. Six different titles for the same Scripture. The Word of God. And then notice what he says about the, um, the adjectives. Look how he describes God's Word. He says God's Word is perfect. Verse 7. God's Word is sure. God's Word is right. Verse 8. God's Word is pure. God's Word is clean, verse 9. God's Word is true. God's Word is is righteous. Six descriptions for the Word of God. Then we come to the benefits of the Word of God as we open God's Word and, and take it into our lives. First of all, 
God's Word restores the soul, verse 7. God's Word brings renewal to our spiritual lives. It's the same word that, that is used in Psalm chapter 23, verse 4, he, he, or verse 3. He restores my soul. The word means to give renewal to our spiritual life, to, to, to give us new life in the sense of, of rekindling our flame. The word means to revive. But also, God's Word has life. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Write that down and look it up. God's Word is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing. God's Word has life. Also, God's Word gives life. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. Take a look at that verse. Write it down and look it up later. It's by the Scripture that the Holy Spirit brings us from spiritual death to spiritual life. When someone led you to Christ, when you heard the plan of salvation, Scripture was involved, wasn't it? For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23, we're in the same boat. We're all sinners by nature and by choice. You go on down through the plan of salvation and Scripture after Scripture after Scripture is presented. Also, God's Word sustains life. And I told you there's going to be a lot of writing down. Psalm 119, verse 25. Verse 37, verse 40, verse 88, verse 107, verse 149, verse 156, verse 159. I want to encourage you to go back and watch this on Facebook this afternoon or on the website and catch those scriptures and look them up. Sometimes we, we, we get tired, don't we? And we simply need a fresh touch from God. The Holy Spirit uses God's Word to give us that fresh touch, to to obliterate the spiritual apathy from our lives and to help us courageously embrace our first love, Jesus Christ. John Piper said, You cannot maintain dynamic, powerful, vibrant life in God if you neglect the Word of God because the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. But not only that, second, God's Word gives us wisdom. Chapter 7, second part. Wisdom refers to God's principles for successful living, for a life that pleases God. The word simple does not refer to being mentally slow, but it refers to those with childlike faith who humbly receive God's truth. God's Word is full of wisdom. God's Word is full of wisdom for everyday living. A, A wise person is a person who lives life God's way. They understand that heaven is our real home and that that this world isn't our real home. So they they aren't so caught up in this world and in worldly things. They have a a, a more of an eternal mindset. God's Word gives us wisdom. Third, God's Word gives us joy. Look at verse 8. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. God's Word gives us joy. God's Word brings a great lift of encouragement to our lives. God's Word cheers us up. Have you ever had one of those situations where there's something on your heart, there's something on your mind, and you go to your devotional book, and, and, and whatever that Scripture and that Word is that day is, is speaking to exactly what you have been struggling with? Or it's just the words you need right that moment, and you just rejoice, God, thank you for that Word. God's Word gives joy. Fourth, God's Word gives protection. Look at the second part of verse 11. 
And in keeping them, there is great reward. In keeping what? All of these, all of these names for the Word of God. In keeping the Word of God. In applying the Word of God. In obeying the Word of God. There is great reward. There is great protection. God warns us. Scripture directs our paths and keeps us from possible pitfalls. It directs our paths. It's, and sometimes it literally protects us. David Jeremiah told about Private First Class Brendan Schweigert, who was helping to retrieve a tank in Iraq. He felt a thud hit him, a force so hard that he later, later said it felt like a sledgehammer. It was a bullet from an enemy sniper. And the Bible struck the, uh, the, the bullet struck the Bible in his pocket, the one that he promised his mother that he would carry at all times. The Bible trapped the bullet and saved his life. That was a literal case. But God's Word has all sorts of warnings. As His command set the guardrails that we need to stay between so that we will prosper and please Him and live a life that, that uh, glorifies the Lord and not get off track. Fifth, God's Word brings great rewards when we obey. Robert Cleaver Chapman wrote, this book contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions are immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It's the traveler's map, it's the pilgrim's staff, it's the pilot's compass, it's the soldier's sword, it's the Christian's character. Christ is its grand object, our good is its design, and the glory of God is its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. How are we doing with our obedience? Third, treasure the value of God's Word. Look at verse 10. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Here's a test. Think about this now. Here's a test to see where our mind, heart, and priorities are this morning. Right this minute. Are we thinking spiritually or are we thinking materially? If we have a choice between, between the Word of God and fine gold, which would we choose? That's a tough question from a worldly standpoint, isn't it? But where's our heart? Where's our mind? If we have a choice between the Word of God and much gold, choose the Word of God. If we have a choice between the Word of God and, and fine gold, choose the Word of God. Knowing and applying the Word of God will prosper us and make us more successful than any amount of money we can accumulate and many, any amount of material possessions that we can possess. We understand gold, but do we understand honey? Honey is the ultimate in pure natural sweetness. People put honey in their hot tea, honey in their oatmeal. I like honey on my peanut butter sandwich. I grew up peanut butter and jelly, and I've grown into peanut butter and honey. In the Holman Bible Dictionary, Gary Harden shares, during Bible times, honey appeared in three forms. Honey deposited from wild bees, Deuteronomy 32, 13. 
Honey from domesticated bees, Second Chronicles chapter 31, verse 5. And syrup made from dates and grape juice, 2 Kings 18, 32. Honey served as food stuff, Genesis 43, verse 11. And as an item of trade, Ezekiel chapter 27, verse 17. Do you remember how Canaan was described? As a land flowing with milk and honey. David was saying that God's sweet word adds, adds sweetness and richness to our lives. And we should, we should treasure more than we treasure money in our day and more than old folks treasured honey in their day. You've heard me share about the last night of my first trip, mission trip to Brazil. I was prayerfully watching the invitation time unfold. It was just um, unbelievably amazing how God worked and moved people. While the band played and many people were coming forward to make decisions for Christ, a young Brazilian woman sitting nearby approached me. And she asked if she could, could look at my English Bible. Would you mind if I looked at your English Bible? And so she, she, she sat down right by me and took my Bible and held it in her hands as gently and respectfully as she could. You would think she would be holding a piece of million-dollar china or something. She carefully looked over each page, taking her time. I thought she was going to read the entire Bible in one sitting. You know, you're talking about reading the Bible in a year? I mean, she was, she was being very deliberate. She was absorbed, oblivious to anything happening around her. I was amazed watching. I let her take pictures. Uh, she began taking pictures, and, and, and I led her to, to take pictures of the plan of salvation. She asked questions in broken English, and I answered them as well as I could. And finally, I asked if I could send her an English Bible. Is there any way I could send her a Bible? She was thrilled. And I did. I bought a Bible and mailed it to her, and nearly a month later, this email arrived. The Bible arrived. I told my friends about the Bible in English, and they stayed curious to see and try to read. One more time, thank you for this gift. Do we see God's Word as a gift? Or do we take our Bible for granted? There was a time, one time, when uh, we had a lost and found table in the courtyard. And one day, I don't know, I was walking through and I was looking on the lost and found table and counted 14 Bibles that some folks had left behind. I want to challenge you to engage in God's Word more than ever in 2023. How can we do that? First of all, deepen your desire for biblical intake. Without spiritual food, there is no spiritual growth. You may want to write that down. You can tweet it, post it on Facebook. Without spiritual food, there is no spiritual growth. There's a direct correlation. The Bible is our food. The Bible is milk for the new beginner. The Bible is meat for the more mature believer. But we never arrive. We're always constantly needing the nourishment of God's Word if we're going to grow spiritually. Second, make time for God's Word. Designate a time, preferably in the morning while your mind is fresh, as you start your day, because that time in God's Word and in prayer will set the tone for the rest of the day. It helps your focus. It helps you tune in to what God is doing around you as you go throughout the day. 
Read the Bible daily. Don't just rip through it, but read it carefully. Sometimes reread it. I have to reread it because my mind wanders right in the middle of a long chapter and I have to go back and read it again. Until you find at least, listen to this, read or reread until you find at least one promise, one precept, one truth, one principle that God shows you in that passage. It's not just for your reading entertainment. There's something there for you to see that day. Third, choose a designated place. Consistency is important. What is your place? Is it at your kitchen table? Is it your uh, a special chair in a special place? Fourth, choose a plan to give direction. The Bible has over 1,200 chapters, over 30,000 verses, so reading the Bible can be overwhelming. Where do I start? What do I do? How do I get going? If you will Google Bible Reading Plans 2023, you will find several suggestions. I like to read in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Right now I started at Genesis. I've gotten all the way to Leviticus 25. But I'm also reading through the Psalms. I read Psalm 27 this morning, 26 and 27. I read Proverbs chapter 21 as I read the proverb that corresponds with the day on the calendar. Hadn't been too long, a couple of weeks, since I read through 1 John, along with this other reading. So I'm kind of here, here, and here. But I'm reading through, trying to read in both places. A schedule of Scripture passages keeps you on track and gives direction day by day. So find a way to read the Bible regularly, consistently. F.B. Meyer said, The Word is the garden where the Lord walks, the temple where He dwells, the presence chamber where He holds court, and is found by those who seek Him. It is through the written Word that we feed upon the living Word. There you go. Something else to write down. It's through the written Word that you feed upon the living Word. So how are you doing with your Bible reading? Let this be a a reminder and an encouragement to jumpstart this discipline as you jumpstart your spiritual growth at the beginning of this new year. Our spiritual growth is totally dependent on the Word of God. There is no spiritual growth and no maturity apart from being immersed in God's Word. So what is your plan? It is through the written Word that we feed upon the living Word. Here's a question for you this morning. Do you know the living Word? The living Word is the Lord Jesus Christ. And He has a promise for you. If you will come to Him, turn from your sin, and receive Him as your Savior, you can be saved today and receive the free gift of eternal life. And know for certain you're going to heaven when you die. Would you like to make that decision this morning? I want to encourage you to start a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ today. That's the first step. You cannot grow spiritually until you become a a new believer. And Jesus wants so much to be your Savior, but you have to receive Him. As many as received Him, to them He gave the power and the right and the authority to become children of God. I'm going to be at the back door in just a moment. I want you to come to me and say, I am ready to receive Jesus Christ as Savior. 
And I'll be so happy and delighted to, to open God's Word with you and show you what God's Word says about how to know for sure you're going to heaven when you die. If you're online, you can reach out to me at this email address. And we would love to hear from you. We would love to sit down with you. We would love to help you any way that we can. Do not put off making life's most important decision, the decision to follow Jesus and have a personal relationship with Him. Maybe you're saved, but you've never been baptized. Let's talk about that. Maybe you're ready to move membership in the life of this church. Let's talk about that. We would love to have you. Father, we thank you for the important place and the important role that God's Word plays in our life, especially when we seriously, courageously desire to embrace our first love. Lord, thank you for the way you speak to us and encourage us, for the way you touch our lives through your Word. Lord, we pray for decisions to be made today for the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.